0: Hey, you're on. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, man. Let's do it. The way that I think this has to work then is you got to tell me what you know about the sectors. Oh, man. Nothing. Uh, (laughs) Don't they have
1: like some sort of weird... All I have is a weird mental image in my head of some sort of tentacles or something coming off of their head. Like there's one guy who's got like two things. That's all like like two antenna coming off of his head that's all i can think of that's all the only picture i have in my mind maybe there's
0: something on their back i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah they're so they are
2: a civilization dies. The sectors are born. Each sector comes with his own telebonded insectoid. Now the ultimate battle for survival is in your hands. You control the heroic Pinsor and his attack crawler as he battles the evil Skulk and his insectoid. Each warrior and his insectoid tune to each other's thoughts and feelings. Collect the fierce armies of Dargon and Spydrax with their attack insectoids and fierce legions of warriors. Sectors like a Weird,
0: insectoid-like animal men things. Uh, So, 1985. um, Is it 19? It's 1985. Um, 1985, the sectors, they kind of are birthed out of a weird start by a guy named Tim Clark. So, Mm -hmm. Tim Clark, um, a little backstory on him. He ended up working with people like um, Kermit Love and Jim Henson on mm-hmm. like most notable, like Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, Dark Crystal, those cool. types of things. Yeah. yeah. He is also the creator of The Boglands. Oh, okay. I yeah. have heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, which is, I know nothing about The Boglands. And so learning about this, I had to like, Inadvertently, about the like, yeah. Um, well, let me be clear. They're a creature in a box.
1: That's about all I know about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty much all you need to know about some of these toys. So, um, and he specialized in puppetry. I don't okay. know what it was about the 80s and 70s, but puppetry, like, man, when computer graphics wasn't a thing, puppetry was. Sure, and so, sure. like, Um, He is in the same mix as, um, man, what are their names? Toby Philpott, uh, Jim Henson's whole group over in Europe. The one, like everything that was happening in the, in Jabba's like area, Mm -hmm. like all those people. He's in that kind of a realm with his puppetry. So uh, it all started because Tim Clark hates Halloween costumes. Okay. Yeah, so he uh, is invited to this Halloween party, and um, he decides that he doesn't want to – he's already working with um, a couple different people, but he um, doesn't want to do makeup. He freaking hates it, and the way that he describes it is like he hates it so much that every time you take a drink, you like taste parts of your makeup and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That he was like, I'm done. I'm not even going to dress up. I'm not doing any of that. So in in 1978, he goes to this Halloween party and he builds this um, like glove thing that has a fly on it. And the middle finger is the proboscis and it has legs and it has wings. Sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like. Uh, all the jokes that come out of it, he's like walking up to women and he's like putting it on their shoulder. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like as he's drinking from his cups, people are like, what the hell's on your arm and all that stuff. So, um, he he, creeps. So he's a creepy guy. (laughs) Yeah. So he's a creep that invents the sectors. Um, Mm -hmm. and I also like, no matter, every time I like researched it, it bounces between sectors and sectars. Um so oh they're different. These are different things. I didn't even know they're different. Well, like the it bounces between um the just how they pronounce the name. I don't know. Okay. Oh yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um so he like takes this to um a friend of his. This like his friend's developing these toys or, or or like looking at different designs that he wants to do. And he his like Tim pulls out the glove and he's like, dude, look at this glove. <laughs> and uh the guy's like that's awesome let's put an action figure on it like on the glove or yeah like riding yeah. the glove okay um because i don't know if you've ever seen oh do they ride like insect vehicles there or we go yes yeah, so yeah yeah okay the weird part about um sectors is not only so nacelle only did like when they remade it only did mm-hmm. a little part of what is really cool about this toy line. So the that was the basic set, and we'll get to this a little later, but there's a lot of basic figures that came out. But in the deluxe packs, they came with a, man, it's hard to describe, like a glove and it looked like a special bug and the action figure rode on your hand.
1: Oh, man. Okay, so basically taking the, the his creepy idea from, from Halloween and just saying, yeah. like, let's make a thing out of
0: this. Yeah, which is kind of badass. And I and I kind of like, right. other than the creepiness, I really love the idea of flying your hand around the house and all that well, stuff. Well, yeah, that's,
1: that's cool. pretty toyetic, right? That's your kid, like, as a kid, you want to fly something around, and if you're using your arm, I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I can see why they would go for that, at least. Because they're, <laughs> and the way that, like, because um, this is seventy. Uh, I would say like uh, 19, maybe 80s, because 78 was the Halloween party, 80s. We're approaching like 82-ish. You have like the Millennium Falcon has already come out. So Mm -hmm. like people are flying those things around their house and stuff. Um, And so it makes sense that everyone's trying to mimic something that you can do like that. Right. Um, So in – comes the the guy loves it and he's like okay let's get some initial sketches because we need to do this to see if we can get a company to pick this up so um initial sketches take like three months 1982 they're done a company called Coleco buys Mm -hmm. the sectors um Coleco like many of these old style companies did not start in toys they were called Connecticut leather uh they did random stuff Um, They ended up getting and dabbling in like leather and tanning and other stuff and then slowly like, oh, maybe we can maybe pivot just a little bit and make sleds and toboggans and those types of things. Um, Started doing that and then shifted full on into when they bought sectors to action figures and ditched all leather stuff. Weird. Yeah. I don't know if you know There's a story in there. Yeah. Right. Like how expensive is it to take an entire factory and warehouse, throw everything away and reshift it to something else? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, they pivot. Here's a little bit about Coleco. In the 1980s, they were the fifth biggest toy company. Um, They were also the maker of a really early – game system called ColecoVision.
2: Video game systems have come a long way from simple beginnings to games that simply lost their challenge. (laughs) Then the advanced intelligence of CBS ColecoVision materialized. It's got better graphic definition, just like arcade games. Got more changing screens, more to challenge any game wizard. You can add on modules to expand the system into an ATK k computer and more. It's the most powerful video game system available. CBS ColecoVision. That did not that is why the name's familiar. Yeah, yeah, when you
1: said it, it popped in my head. I'm like, I've heard that, but what is it? So, did
0: not take off. Like, oh, okay. yeah, t- ColecoVision did not do well because um, Atari's not... It's like right around that same time mm. and then not too long after is Nintendo. So Coleco is like they just get lost in the everything. Um, and then they produce something called the Atom Computer.
2: You'll never finish by morning. No problem. Now, command the powers of Atom with professional keyboard, high-speed memory drive, and built-in word processor program, all in one package. Oops, you got to start over. Relax, Adam, You've got paragraph. <laughs> Is that legal? And print. Atom, even a letter-quality daisy-wheel printer. You did it! Adam. My launch sequence. Is that legal? Command the powers of Adam and program your future.
0: And it tanks their company. And so they are like, okay, what are we going to do here? In 1983, this is actually the company that licensed the Cabbage Patch. And so like the biggest toy – Almost, sure. Yeah. Of that year, it was crazy. Um, the resale value was off the chart. So like getting them to stay on shelves was tough. So they just went full bore into toys to make up for all the losses they had and everything else, um, which kind of feels like our own personal lives. Like I make toys to take over the losses of my own life. I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing that's working, right? You just invest in what's, what's paying the bills and so you, you put everything really into that. Right. So makes sense.
0: Um And so the sectars like, they get bought by Coleco, and Coleco is like, we need to figure out how to bring these sketches to life. And the sketches don't look anything like the toys. So they're trying to figure out, like, how to bring all these things to life. So they bring on a guy uh, named Jeff Lawrence. um kind of – Jeff Lawrence is this – like part-time guy who works all over the place, kind of like what Scott Hensy was. He was this like, uh, man, what is that called? Like not gig, but um, freelance. Like, yeah, like a consultant type person. Yep. Yeah, he is the one of the main sculptors for the Stone Protectors. Mm-hmm. That weird okay. doll line, yeah. Um, and so he started sculpting the sectors. They brought him on full time and said, "Hey, we need you to sculpt these guys." And not only that, we need to just sculpt the two main characters because we need to get these pumping. So sure. he's, he spends time. He goes in with this uh, team of two other people. They bring this to life. And the figures, um, they they sculpt them big, but the figures are around seven inches tall. The big-ass figure. Right. Um, bigger, Especially considering the time because Star Wars is three and three-quarter and then maybe right. the five-inch stuff starting to happen. But that's twice the size of all those things. Right so, so we're getting to a point where they end up going to a toy show um and like when they actually get picked up by stores they're competing with all these other toys um like GI Joe all of these companies um and they're ranging from sizes and they're towering over all of them mm-hmm. which means packaging has to be bigger which means play sets have to be bigger and it gets crazy so they scoped the the first initial two And they're like, this is awesome. Let's do nine characters and let's get out uh, a whole wave of series – or in series one of both villains and heroes. At that seven-inch size or did they change the size? No, they did not. Yeah, they kept it going. Which means like when you have your hand in that puppet and it's flying or doing whatever, uh, the seven-inch thing, that's a pretty substantial toy riding on your arm. So – um, I get why the company may not have done super well, like it's just a lot going on, so oh, just uh, ahead of their time because now everything's
1: six or seven inches, you know what I mean? So, like, right, the smaller things are, I mean, that's still around, obviously. So, you still yeah. have the, the smaller stuff, but the market for action figures for whatever reason is like in that five, six, seven inch range now. So, it's like it went bigger later. I don't yeah. know why,
0: but. And it's good that you brought that up because they were actually ahead of their time articulation-wise no, and really. paint-wise. So um, – because they're competing against things like Star Wars, which if we're being completely honest, Star Wars back then, the it had like the five points of articulation. But they're very basic and these are like – they were just ahead of what they – what others were putting out. Sure.
1: So what you're you talking like 82, 83? So G.I. Joe's gotta be in there somewhere, right? So that's coming around the corner with yeah. I, I don't know that I don't know the dates on these
0: things, but so 82, 83 at the moment, and mm-hmm. uh it's still kind of backstory. They don't actually hit a toy show until 85, which okay. is crazy. Um so it takes they get bought in uh probably like 82 and they still have I mean, back then in toys, three years before they even release. So it's three more years of however many figures Joe is putting out. Uh, Star Wars is still trying to keep up. And so they make the two sides. So we have um, the figures. You have three basic figures and two deluxe figures that come in each uh, set of villains and heroes.
2: An experiment fails. (laughs) Creating a strange new race, the Sectors. Leading the forces of good is Night-Fighting Dargon with his telebunded glow-in-the-dark insectoid, Parafly. An invisible warrior that flies night missions and launches surprise attacks against evil Sectors in the continuing battle for survival. You can collect Night-Fighting Dargon and all the warriors. Each pair sold separately. Sectors by Coleco.
0: Each basic figure comes with a little companion figure. Um, which is some kind of like, some of them are like, they're weird insect things. One is, uh, Rappler, one is Bitor, one is, uh, some other like weird thing. And so they are put in this box and in this box, they have the character, the little bug thing, a mini comic written by Marvel comics and a bunch of accessories. Mm -hmm. So it's not you get a lot of stuff.
1: Do they look kind of Masters of the Universe? Or they look like uh I should probably look one up while we're talking here. <laughs>
0: uh, Masters of the Universe is uh thicker, like okay. wider. Uh these ones still have the like the vibe of just straight up and down. There's not much width to them. They have like weird insect vibes still, but they look just like a normal action figure. Nothing weird. crazy. Yeah. They have. Uh, normal leg bends, nothing like the articulation of TMNT or masters of the universe. So I'm looking them up. So yeah. for the,
1: oh, are these the new versions
0: here? And the reason why uh, I'm looking them up is,
1: I mean, I don't even know we're doing this one before we do it. So like, that's part of what's fun about it is I'm learning about something I've never heard of. Well, I mean, I've barely heard of. Yeah. Okay. So here's the guy with the, all these things have like little things off their head. Like that's the only thing yep. I remember about them. And but yeah, they look kind of has- like basic figures today.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, super basic. One of the guys has like a crazy mustache. Um, oh man, pin sort. Yeah, he rides on the guy. battle beetle. He like his mustache is so big, it like takes <laughs> up his whole face. Anyways, so um, on the good side, you have a Zach and his uh, companion is Bitor Mantor. Who his companion is Rappler. Um, there is so Dargon is the great main, name. Yeah, the the main character for the good guys. He is the leader. Well, oh, that's a good guy. Dargon is a leader. Yeah, because okay, that immediately sounds bad guy to me. Yeah, and so instead of doing another figure, they just made a night vision or night version of Dargon. Is the villain? So, yeah, as a silver. No, as a, a he's good, but it's like a silver repaint. So they didn't do oh, anything. okay. Yeah, and then the deluxe versions you had Dargon and the Dragonflyer. And Pinsir and the Battle Beetle. So, oh, yeah. See, so, yeah,
1: I see yeah. these little yeah, – I'm looking these up here. So I see like the uh, – Hand the puppets? Bu- yeah, the little bugs that go with them. and Yeah. And, uh,
0: do they sit on these? Th- nah, it's too No, small. no, no, no. Yeah, they're too small. They're just like oh, little Oh, that companions. mustache is crazy. Yeah, it's pincer so, right? And he's, his mustache goes like all the way to his, the edges of his face. yeah. Yeah, I don't know who designed These that. These look but... cool.
1: These look cool. Like as a kid, if I was seeing this stuff, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I don't know what's going on here. And obviously the comic was going to clean that up. But, oh, there's some bug-faced guy. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. It's like <laughs> a trench. Anyway, sorry, I'm digressing here.
0: No, 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 you're so, good. So that was the heroes. The villains come in. They have General Spydrax. Now that's the villain right there, Spydrax. <laughs> um and Put General in front and you're done, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so he, um, here is the problem. In the Heroes, you could get the lead hero in a deluxe and a basic package. Mm-hmm. In the Villains, you could only get the leader in a deluxe. You couldn't get him in a basic, so you had to pay more to get him. He sure. came with the Spider Flyer. Skok came with Tranquil. Commander Waspex came with his little uh, companion Winged, and Skeeto came with Toxic. So, like, oh my gosh, funny names. They these all these names revol- are great. Yeah, yeah, they revolve around some kind of insect. Like less alien, more insect.
1: That's what it. Yeah, in insect sounding. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So like
1: Skeedor right there. It doesn't. Perfect. It's not a bug name, but it's just something that feels like. <laughs>
2: They all the or, sound annoying. The or
1: is on there. You always got to put the or or something like that. You know what I mean? Yep. This is, it's always like that, that payoff or with the Z or something like that. It always feels like you
0: need that kind of thing at the end of the – you know what I mean? What Absolutely. It, yeah. So here is where it gets tough. With a 7-inch figure, Joe ran into this – G.I. Joe ran into this kind of a problem with 3.75. They started mm-hmm. making these um, – vehicles and they realized oh my god like let's make a vehicle that fits it fits inside which means exponentially big and then they made the aircraft carrier which had to be crazy big to fit the planes Plans. um so they ran into this because not only did they create the figures they also created something called the hive
2: playset a civilization dies but its secrets are preserved in a mysterious place called the hive now, good and evil sectors, sectors battle for those secrets. You control the monster, Nor, the giant destructor, bomb, the booby-trapped bridge, the secret laboratory, all the defenses left by the agents and the mysterious hive. Sectors by Coleco.
0: and the whole story about the hive was that the enemy, like the good guys and the bad guys, were constantly fighting to take over the hive. I mean, that's a great the hive, that's that's really good. And how would you personal opinion? (laughs) Yeah, and it's always spelt funny. It's like H Y V E.
1: Oh, why not H I V E? Like that's now we're just adding letters to be silly. But like that's great to have the hive be the thing that people
0: are fighting over, right?
1: That's just I just I dig it right away. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And for a seven inch figure, the playset had to be massive. It was three feet tall, twenty-eight inches wide. (laughs) <laughs> and and this is so. Not only did it like was it a big playset, but it came with little things too. Like they just, mm-hmm. this company seemed like every time they created something, they wanted to give something away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. as they created this, it had uh, a wrecking ball on it. It had uh, traps and guns, all kinds of things uh, that would remind you of any other playset like that. Mm-hmm. And then it also came with little puppet features so that there was like little puppet animals in the the Oops. hive. So created this massive thing in February on the 11th, 1985, they take it to toy fair. So present at this toy fair, you have things like He-Man and you have um GI Joe, the back end of Star Wars. So you have a lot of stuff happening right now. Um and so You have major companies that they're trying to compete with. So Coleco at this time is number five. They're competing with number one and two. Mattel and Hasbro at the time. Uh Um, And so as they're doing this, um, they get picked up. KB Toys and Toys R Us are like, absolutely, let's do this. And so they push really hard. They do a full-blown marketing thing. Where not only does it come with the comic like it that's in the box um but they also have commercials in an animated series and then I was gonna they, say is there a cartoon
1: or something because you know that's gonna help sell this thing
0: absolutely. So. And so um what is crazy it like on top of the comic this is but be- uh, this might have been right before or during the time of where you could have a cartoon that just was about the toys like go mm-hmm. buy the toys. Right. Um. But it, it was before that law that came into fat into play where you couldn't do that. Right. Um. And so the Tim, uh, not Tim Clark, uh, the the head executives at Coleco, um, they take off. They go see a couple stores, Toys R Us and KV Toys, and they um they want to go see their toys. And so they're they're lining the shelves, which is crazy. They're they're like, oh my gosh, they're all here. This is awesome. Here is where it start, starts to go downhill um they tried further with a fan club and a newsletter but these toys just weren't selling right the basic was eight dollars so she just got and it came in a giant box with a window and it had um like everything that you could see in there um and then the deluxe ones were 25 bucks
1: uh, A pretty expensive yeah i mean even now, twenty five dollars per a thing. That's like that's gonna be. People are looking for value, right? So right. Like, that's part of what you were saying before. They're stocking these boxes full of accessories and things like that because people want the value, especially if you're paying a higher price point. But yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't know what a GI Joe or, or a, a uh, Star Wars or a He-Man costs at this time. Is that eight dollars or It's below is, eight dollars? Okay, so they're just yeah. pricing themselves. Probably, yeah. Continue.
0: Sorry. No, no, you're good. So they are below eight dollars at this time. There are things like um mm-hmm. we've seen everyone has seen those stickers are like, oh, two dollars for these stickers or two seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Motu and G.I. Joe are way cheaper than eight dollars and twenty-five dollars. Um, and all of this run-up of the sectors in nineteen eighty-six, they're already finished. Um, Coleco put out as a last stitch effort. Uh, put out a Toy Fair catalog with all new characters Mm -hmm. in for the next year in 1986. None of them were produced. They weren't even – yeah, they weren't even started. The only ones that were produced are the ones in the pictures. So there are some out there. So when people are like, oh, I have the ones that were never – it's possible for Mm -hmm. this one. Like the prototypes are even like an initial – Yeah. Test run or something like that. Yeah, and so they were expanding weird. by like four or five characters, so it was a it was a smaller expansion, mm-hmm. but it was an expansion nonetheless. And then they had other things that you could wear. Um, so mm-hmm. in 1986, Coleco was like, "Okay, this is this is done. Like we we can't do this." In 1988, Coleco then files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and is bought in 1989 by Hasbro.
1: Sure. So now Hasbro owns the license. So if, if ever they want, they can make a sectars movie, sectars comics, sectars figures. You'd bet that maybe if there's enough market, they would make a couple. Yeah.
0: So, so here um the sectars are dead. There's uh, like we really don't have anything after 1986-ish. We don't really have much. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in 2019, Zika Toys picks them up and they reproduce these in a four-inch size.
1: Oh, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, way better. However, they still don't do well because they, they the problem that a lot of people showed with them being so expensive is that they didn't um, get this like critical acclaim with a bunch of fans and a giant fan base. Mm-hmm. So even when companies bring them back, it's just Why? okay. Yeah, we don't all have the nostalgia. Right. So, um, Zika toys they reproduced didn't really do that well, and then, as we know it, in twenty twenty one sectars were picked up by Nacelle. and so did have those come out yet, or I don't I saw know. Pictures I haven't
1: when I was looking through, and I saw pictures of the new line, yeah, uh, and they looked like uh, oh, where was it I go back it just look it. It like looked... like mockups almost, yeah, like maybe digital renders or something, yeah, I know right that they on.
0: acquired the license. I'm not sure if the toys are <laughs> actually done. Um, May 23 is what big bad toy
1: store shows. And they look, I can't tell what the scale is here. Uh, Maybe there's more information below. Uh, You'd figure they'd be six inches though. Um, Just because of what's what they look like from before. Yeah. I mean, they look cool. They look nicer. Yeah. Than the originals, right? But like pretty faithful to what the originals were. I mean, these look cool. I gotta yeah. be honest. I don't know anything about this, but like I think maybe it's these big stupid colors or like <laughs> like it's like it's like a Power Ranger, but like an insect version or beetleborgs or something. But like to me, like I see them and they go like, yeah, that looks pretty neat, man. Yeah. So I think the bummer expensive though. <laughs> yeah. They're what are they like twenty. Well, let me see. That was a two-pack. All all I see here is a two-pack for like 80 bucks. Whoa. For like, for like two characters.
0: Yes, Spydrax
1: so, and Dargon, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think there's – I don't even see the names here. I'm just looking at this. Yeah. yeah. It's Dargon's and St- St- uh, Elora? I don't know. Oh. And maybe they have other ones too. That's just the only one I found so far. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I don't know. They look cool. Yeah. Um, they're I- somewhere between like a Masters of the Universe and like Power Rangers and like – uh power rangers that came much later obviously yeah like like masters of the universe or he like uh not he-man what was that other thing they had black star oh yeah insects like it's got somewhere in that middle ground they they look pretty cool to me i don't know so
0: the the bummer that i see with this this line is if you recreate them uh without a fan base like nacelle is doing and and maybe there is a fan base maybe i'm I'm, I'm sh- yeah, the, yeah. There's the something or whatever. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like Nacelle. The uh, they they've only produced the two or shown the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hoping that they bring the puppets back because that was the big thing. Uh, with Sector's, no one else was really doing anything like that, and to make a toy that's not only wearable but it's playable, and then your hand becomes the toy. Right. And so I think. They, there is a, a the potential that like could spring something back but even back then this is what the crazy part so um the toys back then the deluxe was 25. a super seven reaction now is 20 bucks sure so even back then they were more expensive right well
1: that price point for then is what like a legend or a black series would cost today maybe on the lower end because they're more yeah. expensive than that sometimes. Uh, but like your your regular line version of that toy. But see, like, what, yeah, what would be interesting is is how many, like you said, maybe they'll make a couple, see what the bite is. Yeah. See, uh, are, these, are these exciting? Are people ex- hot about it? And they probably have some development working on the next couple. And then it's sort of a wait and see if people, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Which yeah. you can see, maybe that even was part of their problem. Like, if you go back to... The cartoon. When was it on? How popular was the cartoon? Right. right. These kind of things help drive, like, because ultimately you have a cool thing. But why does anyone want the cool thing besides it looks cool? You can throw it looks cool in the store if it's expensive and it looks cool. Well, why, mommy, do I want that one over like the five stormtroopers that I could get today? Yeah, because if you think about it, that's kind of the price point for like the deluxe one or whatever. So yeah, maybe that just didn't click either. Uh, with people (laughs) if it was like poorly written or it was stupid or something like that maybe like it hurt the whole thing so and the
0: cartoon kind of fell in line with the other ones right like no one ever died the villain was annoying no one got shot all that kind of stuff um which like kind of carried over into the 90s um but i don't know i i I was thinking – like the more and more research I did, the more I was thinking it was going to come back for some kind of a rebirth in the 90s Mm -hmm. as like, oh, look what we've done. But Hasbro, instead of redoing anything, just sat on it. Did they uh, –
1: well, how many of these things were made the first time around? Because like I wonder if I've seen one of these in
0: like a junk store and just not known what it was even. Probably. just like – so two of the biggest toy companies at the time picked it up. It wasn't anyone small. KB Toys and Toys R Us. So, there's so like tons of them floating around. Yeah, and I think uh the, the most disheartening thing is as you research this, you find discount bargain bins and you find these toys in those bins. Here's the the problematic piece. Um from I mean and like uh, being in the toy community, we all know that the toys that were that no one wanted back then are now hard to find. So now that they're most expensive. Right. So there Oof. are, yeah, they're pretty expensive. Things are
1: super expensive. I'm on, I just switched to eBay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like this deluxe one with a dude riding on something with a create that crazy mustache guy uh, is like $500. Yeah. Buy it now with
0: like bidding to start at that price. Yikes. A so little you little have little. to, you have to – and so this is what's crazy about this toy line. Um, I looked all over at the prices. The Hive is super expensive at this point because it's so massive. The thing that I'm most interested in is – um, so the Toxic Crusaders. I was talking to Victor's Vintage not that long ago. And, and Toxic Crusaders, he was talking about – he used to collect them and they were like $20 a piece. But because more and more people started wanting toys, more and more people started loving them, those the price prices. Go up. Yeah, they've shot up. But oh, there's There's no... some pretty
1: reasonable ones out here now that I'm finding just individual characters, you know, maybe beaters, I guess,
0: but like some yeah. pretty reasonable prices. But it's really hard to figure out why the like these toys are so expensive now. And I mean the open ones, I've seen some for a little cheaper. Um The problem with the puppet hands, if you're going to do that that way and you want it to be, like, a pristine one, you have to get a boxed one to make sure that it's still good. Sure. Yeah, it's probably gross. I'm trying to find that hand puppet. Oh, here's one of them.
1: Because there's some, like, fuzz on it or something. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's it's 1980s grossness, smoking yeah. in restaurants grossness, that kind of gross. Yeah, it's that's yeah, they're probably kind of funky. But yeah, if you got one in box, it'd probably be
1: okay. It may still fall apart on you because uh, yeah. it's been so long. But uh, I'm trying to find one of these hive. I found a picture of this hive thing. It's pretty Masters of the University looking, uh, with like it's sort of like a blue uh, Castle Gray School type thing. But like you're right, yeah. there's all this fun stuff going on with like these holes and I feel like in a way I've seen this before, but maybe it's just because it was Masters of the Universe ish looking, like I like that that hive or whatever. What a great idea though, that the concept of, of the hive. Yeah. You're trying to battle over who controls the hive. And then like I mean, you can do a lot of fun like universe building or concepts and stuff on that. I don't know. Me personally, that just like I'm like, hmm, how could I
0: steal that idea and just rearrange it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which I think, like, I don't – the hybrid seems like a genius idea because it puts it at – I think the size is tough. But it Mm. puts it at a toy that is almost life-size for the demographic that it's going for. Sure, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, and the toys – you know, some of the old commercials um, and one of the old ads, it shows um, – Dargon, like holding on to the side, like, or whatever, an action figure, just like standing there. And then the wrecking ball hits it off, and the figure looks really small in comparison to the just 36 inch. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I think there is something to say about having a toy that's so big that it stands out, but also something to say about how uncost effective that is. Yeah.
1: Well, like if you're a kid, like say you're like a seven year old kid or something like this, this is the type of thing where you can play with it. Also standing up. Yep. Right. So like that, that whole idea, like you'd be laying on your your stomach and you're down there with your guys and, and, and you're making your, your fun times. And then you're like, Oh, to get to the top of the mountain thing here. Uh, I got to stand up and I got to get up there. Like, again, I, it's a bummer. It's failed. Cause it seems like there's a, even at the size, it seems yeah. like there's a lot of things in there that like. Me, I'd be like,
0: this is pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) I think the idea that you can take, because we do this at like as toy creators, we like put whatever we can, like the little gifts and stuff in the box as much as we can. Mm. And this company really like coined that. It feels like they put accessories, mini comic books, little like the little figure next to it did so much crazy stuff. And it just it couldn't make it. It rings like two things. One, they have to explain
1: it yep. because it's super cool. But like, okay, so the comic book is explaining it. Like I know He-Man did that too, right? Where you have to explain what you're getting here yeah. uh, to, to make it. But then all the accessories and bonus stuff, it, it's like a ROI, a return on investment. If you're going to give me 25 bucks, here's all the junk you get with it. And I think that still plays true today. So like, <clears throat> I don't know that everybody... Shops this way, but like if I'm out, my kids are a little older now, but like if I was out when my kids were like wanting American Girl, okay, yeah, so you go to the store and there's the American Girl like sandwich pack. So for their doll, there's sandwiches, there's teacups, there's plates, there's forks. So you'd be you would look at this and you'd say, well, that one is $30, and here's one that's got really cool things, but there's only two of them or there's three yeah. of them, and it's like <clears> $20. <throat> Yeah. And so, like, as a dad, I'm going, well, let's get the one with the more stuff. Yeah. Because it gives them more option, more play options, right? So, they're saying, look, we know you don't know what this is, but here's super cool. Read this story, kid. And here's a bunch of stuff to get you excited about it so that there's just more options. Yeah. And it's like, but a Star Wars figure, is as an example, is a three and three quarter inch Star Wars figure. You might get a blaster. Yeah. Like, there's no effects pieces, right? There's no extra stuff here. You're getting the figure. And then the idea is you bought the vehicles instead. That's where you would pour the money or the play sets instead to put the figures with basically. And so like they did both, they were still trying to like play catch up, I guess. They're they're building the the play set and the figures with all the tons of stuff. And and if anything, I guess what I'm hearing is like the focus is sort of all over the place, right? You've got all these things uh, in, uh, I don't know if that hurts it or makes it better, but there's so many ideas being poured into it. It feels a little bit like ADD for uh, a toy choice, right? Yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff. What's great about it. Is it the bug? Cause they might've been able to just make the bug. Right. And you it would have been I mean? so much cheaper right and maybe that's what people would have jumped into but oh the bug and the action figure and, and the play set and and the little uh associate little uh you know little guy that goes with them because i remember transformers had that right you had one transformer and then they had like the versions that you could put in sound wave or whatever it's like a yeah. little uh i forget what those were called the cassettes basically but um anyway yes yeah, super that sounds
0: fun uh well that's and,